Welcome to Behind the Numbers, the podcast that keeps up to date with football and the hobby. This week, I'll update you on prism prices. I want to talk to you about the last three-year prism scope and look at each position in terms of value. I'll show you all the prism parallel cards for the hobby versions, update you on our rookie report for the week, do some who would you rather buy and sell, lastly, give you my five takeaways from week 14 and what's to look ahead to week 15. Now, time for the show. Welcome to Behind the Numbers. Week 14 is over. I hope your fantasy matchups went well. hope you enjoyed football like I did. I had to record this in a late one because I had to watch that Browns-Ravens game. It was simply an amazing game to see Baker and Lamar going at it. Uh, we'll get to that in the five takeaways for the week. But uh, hope you guys had a great week. Uh, it's been a lot of action football-wise, a lot of... Uh, Obviously, a lot of movement around in terms of COVID from the week before. seems like we're getting back on track. Teams are seeming to get healthy. And we're starting to see the playoff picture uh, take form. But I thought, as usual, I'd just uh, update us on our prism prices, just seeing where we're at in terms of the wax. It is still dropping just a little bit, not a ton, but it's still coming down. Um, so right into that, cello packs, $30 per pack. Hanger boxes, $40 per box. Blaster box, 65 the mega boxes are 250 per box. So those are your four retail options. Your no huddle hobby boxes are 720 and your hobby boxes are 1100. And with that, I want to jump right into, uh, I told you last week I was going to cover all the prism parallels. And then I realized there's 35 parallels with prism this year, um, which is amazing. It's cool. A lot of different options, but also a lot to cover. So I decided today I'm just going to go over just the hobby versions in terms of the parallels. Uh, so I went and found as many as I could. Uh, tough time finding a lot of variety of players for you. So hope you don't mind that. And uh, I do my best to crop some pictures and make them look the best for you guys. Just get a look, get a little peek uh, at them. Um, but yeah, so I thought I would just go through that here first. I'm going to go ahead and put this up here for you guys. Whoops. All right. So the first one we have is the purple disco. Okay, it's a little Brian, Brandon Ayuk version. Got another brand Ayuk uh, silver variation. We're all familiar with the silver variations. Cam Akers has been hot lately. You got a red shimmer. Okay, the red shimmer is a uh, first off the line exclusive. Those are numbered to 35. Beautiful cards. Jonathan Taylor, black and white disco variation out of the no huddle boxes. Those are like an SP variation card. Very cool looking cards. And then also a Jonathan Taylor blue ice version uh the blue ice comes out of the uh the oh yeah the blue ice oh sorry blue ice is just the regular hobby it's right there sorry out of 99 we have the joe burrow blue shimmer which is again first off the line exclusive the blue shimmers out of 25 a good friend of mine hit the chase claypool as i mentioned last week got camo out of 25 which is an awesome looking card and also the Chase Claypool Gold. Uh, I believe that card is out of 10, just a straight gold. J.K. Dobbins, uh, Disco Prism, just regular Disco Prism. Those are out of the no huddle boxes. Really cool looking gold vinyl. Has that super fractor one of one look, but it's out of five. The gold vinyl for Mahomes there. Those are in the regular hobby boxes. I uh, got Lamar Jackson, Green Shimmers, also out of the first off the line. Those ones are out of five. I believe. Yeah, out of five. Those are big cards. Here is the one of one. Not very many of these to find, so I had to get a Gronkowski on this. The Black Finite Prism out of the Hobby Parallels. 
I really like the hypers. The hypers are pretty cool looking to me. That's out of 175 in the hobby version. Probably one of my favorite parallels overall. And then here we have the red disco. And the red disco is out of 50 in the no huddle. A lot of the discos come out of the no huddle version. So you kind of seeing that trend. The green scope, another really cool card. Um, I like those, those kind of draw my eyes last year. Saw a nice Kyler Murray come out last year, but the green scope out of 75 in the hobby parallels. T Higgins there. Okay, and then we have the uh, Jalen Hurts orange variations. The orange is at a 249. Jacob Eason, the blue on blue here looks pretty cool for the Colts. The blue wave, a CD lamb. Out of 199 is the blue waves. Purple power, Jordan Love and the purple power out of 49. Got the two of pink disco, which is a huge card. It's out of 15. Big time hit out of the no huddle. Snakeskin, try to zoom this one in a little bit. This is what the snakeskin looks like. This is one off of uh, the website you'll kind of see. This is a snakeskin Joe Burrow. Those are a case hit for Prism. So those are obviously really tough pulls. And then we have again the green disco, which is the, the neon green out of five. Those are massive cards out of disco. Beautiful looking cards. Okay, so that's just kind of the ones I just want to run through for you guys, just giving you guys a feel of what to expect of the different parallels you can find in hobby. Um, hope that was fun. Uh, just beautiful cards. You can see all the color. You can see all the different variations that are possible. Um, I like the shimmers kind of stand out to me. I like, as I said, the uh, camo is awesome. Purple power. I kind of like the purple powers design. I do wish it was a little bit different color, but I get it kind of goes with the name with the purple power. Green scopes are great. Hyper's great. All those cards are just really awesome cards and all selling for really good prices in terms of their short prints. So then we're just going to get into our rookie report for the week. So uh, tier one, our tier one guys, again, the quarterbacks got a lot of talk about here, especially Jalen Hurts making his debut and getting a nice win over the Saints. Um, but Burrow, as we know, he's out. Uh, Herbert kind of bounced back this week. He was uh, 36 for 44 for 243, <laughs> two TDs, one INT. Uh, Tua uh, played Chiefs tough. They got out in front early. Mahomes had a couple picks, but they couldn't take advantage of the situation. The Chiefs stormed back with the offense and just took care of them. Uh, the Dolphins still, but uh, two was 28 for 48. It's not super efficient, but 316 yards, two touchdowns, one pick, had six rushes for 24 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Jalen Hurts in his debut, debut, they beat the Saints. Um, not a great day passing. He was 17 for 30 for 167 and a touchdown. Uh, 18 for 106 on the ground, though. That's incredible. He had a great, great game on the ground. I don't see that being sustainable for him super long-term. He doesn't quite have the speed as the other guys, but he was an effective runner, and he's also built better to do that type of thing. Uh, the one thing that really stood out with me was zero sacks. So we go from Wentz just getting battered and hit like a ton to Hurts getting zero sacks um, against the Saints defense. That really surprised me. Um, I'd like to see him still be more efficient as a passer. Um, 17 to 30 for 167. Great start. Big win against Saints. I think the Saints lost more because – Taysom didn't play very well, um, but I think you never know with Hurts right now. They're getting kind of momentum that Eagles could make a run in that division still. As we know, that division's kind of wide open, even though I like Washington quite a bit right now with that defense. But Jalen Hurts, a pretty pretty good opening day for sure. Uh, tier 2, guys, so C.D. Lamb, two catches, 46. Jefferson, four for 39. A little quieter for those top two guys. Again, C.D.'s working with uh, Dalton, so not quite as uh, – again, it's good of chemistry as he had with Dak uh, Jefferson just kind of an off game and Vikings are just pounding the ball, running the ball really well. They just couldn't make a field goal. So they couldn't beat Tampa Bay. Uh, Bailey was 0 for four on kicks. So that killed in that game. 
CEH are starting to use a little bit more in the passing game, which was good. He's 16 for 32 on the ground, so not really good there at all. Uh, five for 59 in the air. Uh, Jordan Love still not playing as we know, but he's in tier two of the value of the quarterback position. Uh, T Higgins five for 49 and Chase Claypool three for 15. So come of those T Higgins and Claypool slowing down a little bit. We knew Higgins would with Burrow out. Uh, Claypool just didn't see a tough time getting stuff going against the Bills. Um, a lot of drops just really offense was having a rough go uh, in, the, in that sense. Uh, DeAndre Swift was back from his concussion uh, seven for 24, one touchdown, four catches for 26 yards. Uh, Judy two for 42. Dobbins played tonight, had one touchdown, not a lot of the yards, uh, but he had one touchdown there at the end. Uh, and we had Jonathan Taylor just really getting going. 20 for 150, two touchdowns, two catches for 15 yards. Pittman in the same game, two for 42. Chase Young, big day defensively for the, the uh, Washington football team. He had five tackles, a stack, fumble force, and a fumble recovered for a touchdown. So he got in the end zone even. Uh, James Robinson, one of his least efficient games, but it was a tough matchup. 12 for 67, 4 for 16. And Rager is starting to get going a little bit. 2 for 46, 1 for 19. The big guy that we've been talking about kind of all year waiting to kind of come on is also coming on is Cam Akers. He is 29 for 171 and 2 for 23 against the Patriots on Thursday night. Looked incredible. They're really getting him going in the running game. He's just completely taking over that backfield in terms of usage. Uh, Zach Moss is also taking over the Bills backfield, it seems like. 13 for 41. Nobody had more than 10 touches besides him. Uh, Brandon Ayuk is really surprising me just because Tim for 119 with a third to second string uh, caliber quarterback uh, really just getting it done in the situation he is is really surprising to me. So he's a good guy to watch for long term. If, those Niners, if the Niners get you know Jimmy G back next year, Nick Bosa back, and they get that team together, that team still is going to be really uh, tough tough out next year in that tough division. Uh, Chenault's getting going a little bit, 6 for 49. Uh, Ruggs, 3 for 18. KJ Hamler, two catches for 86 yards and two touchdowns. Gibson uh, was out with an injury this week, and the guy I like a lot, Denzel Mims, is blanked. Uh, we'll just blend that in the quarterback issues in New York. <laughs> uh, so kind of transition after the little rookie report there, too. I just want to talk to you guys about the, the landscape of kind of 18, 19 in prism. Just kind of look about the top three guys-ish uh, per each position of quarterback, running back, receiver, and just kind of talk about uh, the prices of the hobby box a little bit and compared to the talent in the, each of those classes. So uh, in 2018, we know that's the Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Baker for the quarterbacks. We know that that's the Saquon Barkley, Nick Chubb. The third running back in there is probably Ronald Jones. A little bit weaker receiver class in 2018 of Ridley, DJ Moore, and DJ Chark. Um, that hobby box is still going for 1225. Um, Josh Allen and Lamar, I think are just really leading that price and Baker's in there too, but he's definitely fallen off in terms of, I think, uh, where the hobby is at on him in terms of their top quarterback. He's definitely not in the top quarterback conversation. Uh, Josh Allen definitely is Lamar Jackson. He's there with his legs, uh, his throwing, as we talked about a lot to be desired, but he's, I thought about tonight the best way to explain Lamar Jackson. He's a phenomenal football player. I'm just not sure if he's a phenomenal quarterback. Um, Saquon Barkley's injured. Nick Chubb looks like he'd be one of the top running back, if not the top running back in the league right now in terms of how well he's playing to kind of keep the Browns going. 2018 class is really strong. Uh, kind of moving over to 2019 here. So you look at quarterbacks to 2019. Uh, Kyler Murray, Daniel Jones, and Drew Locks. We know we've seen the, the falls of Jones and Locke. Uh, last week at the Giants, Colt McCoy took the Giants to Seattle and won. And Daniel Jones couldn't beat Arizona at home this week. They took a step back. Uh, Drew Locke's kind of have been really up and down with, with the Broncos this year, so pretty inconsistent. Uh, running backs trying to shape up a little bit. I really like what Miles Sanders has been doing. He's been really impressive. Uh, Josh Jacobs. And then David Montgomery's had back-to-back -back big weeks for the Bears, so I put him as the third slot. But there could have been a couple different guys in the third slot. 
The receivers are really good in 2019 with DK and AJ Brown on top. The really funny thing about DK and AJ Brown, there was numerous receivers taken before those two. Nikhil Harry, Marquise Brown, a lot of guys are taken ahead of those two, and those two are looking like long-term number one receivers. Uh, so very interesting. And then I put Deontay Johnson as third, just because of the usage in Pittsburgh. He just has a lot going on in terms of what he can do offensively. So the hobby box for those of 2019 is 850 bucks. So you kind of look at the comparison there. Definitely, I think it's a lower tier of talent compared to 2018. Uh, definitely Kyler Murray is kind of one thing holding it up, but you still have a really strong receiver class there uh, compared to 2018. We know quarterbacks drive the product, but Kyler Murray, you know, he's right there with Josh Allen, I think, in terms of uh, who's better. I think that that's a really interesting conversation uh, i think lamar jackson compared to daniel jones and drew lock is what puts it to 1200 versus the 850 for 2019 but definitely i think 2019 has some good depth with receivers and the running back position and then this year 2020 it's sitting at 1100 we talked about we know that's got the three big quarterbacks of herbert burrow and, and tua uh the running backs you know i put gibson up there because he's the one that's selling and he's been very productive jonathan taylor and deandre swift is probably your top three there but, I mean, I think DeAndre Swift, it's probably going to be a Cam Akers pretty soon. I just put him based on draft stock. Uh, then we have Justin Jefferson, C.D. Lamb, and the third guy, I couldn't even really pick a guy, to be honest with you. You know, we could say Judy, but he hasn't done much lately. Uh, it really seems like it's kind of coming down to, like, a Rager or an Ayuk or yeah, probably Ayuk would probably be the third spot there. I think that the 2020 running back receiver class is so deep that this product is going to hold some value regardless of how the quarterbacks do, and they does have quarterbacks at the top. I really think that the 1100 compared to the 1225-2018, I think actually this 2020 Prism Hobby has a good chance to be comparable to 1225 in a, you know, a year or so when we're looking back two years like we are 2018. I just think the depth of all the other positions are gonna, is going to pay off and kind of give it some uh, – give a little more stability. Um, you know, Herbert compared to Kyler compared to Josh Allen, those kind of top three, really close. You know, it's kind of like they're a blend. I think that Kyler is probably the best passer – uh, Josh Allen's pro you know, probably the best like runner and like arm strength. Uh, Kyler is the fastest runner, but I think Allen's maybe just he can take it more. And then Herbert's kind of a blend of this too. So it's, it's really interesting to kind of compare those top quarterbacks. And then we look at, uh, you know, Jonathan Taylor's really coming on. Like I said, Cam Akers could slide into that third spot. And Jefferson compared to like an A.J. Brown or a D.K. Metcalf and C.D. Lamb, what those guys are going to do with the receiver class is really strong. So just a little look there to the, the three years of Prism and how it's kind of progressed uh, and where the guys are kind of doing and how the hobby boxes are doing and just kind of what we can expect maybe where 2020 is going to be. I do think 2020 is going to be a strong product like 2018 compared to that 2019 where a lot of people feel that 2019 is Kyler Murray or bust. I think it's Kyler Murray or a couple of receivers. Uh, but overall, it's still it's still holding pretty good value at 850. So we just transition into who would you rather uh, buy sell section. So we kind of I just mentioned it actually, and I, I think it's a really intriguing question is I have Justin Jefferson at 2020 Prism Base for 24 versus AJ Brown uh, 2019 Prism Base for 13. So both their bases are you know respectable. I think the problem with AJ Brown the heavy does kind of seem to always kind of get nicked up. And it does seem that they're both in not the best markets, but they're both putting up big numbers. But I do think that right now with A.J. Brown being 13 compared to Jefferson's 24, I think A.J. Brown is the buy. I do like Jefferson, I think, as the receiver long term, though. And I do think his prices will come down as things start to kind of stabilize a little even more with the singles when it comes to Prism. So I would go with Jefferson as the receiver talent at this point. I just think he's his volume and his usage is just 
is going to continue to grow uh, as Thielen kind of phases out over time. Thielen's still an incredible player, but I do think Jefferson's going to be that number one guy pretty soon. And then I want to do one with the comparison of the 2020 uh running backs that are hot right now, Jonathan Taylor and Cam Akers. So Jonathan Taylor's 2020 Prism Silver uh, Raw, obviously, is going for 62. And Cam Akers' 2020 Prism Silver Raw is going for 100. And I think that might have been one that's picked up right after his big game on Thursday. Um, but I do think that Akers is the better talent, and I think he is in the Sean McVay offense that I trust the, long, the most. So I really feel that Akers is probably the better running back. But again, with that $48 gap there, when I just been a one-off, I would be definitely taking the Taylor at 60 and hoping that Akers comes down. But Akers is a guy that I think is going to be uh, the Rams guy for a while. And if they can keep it going offensively in that division – uh, they're going to be they're going to be tough if they can run the ball really effectively with that defense. And then just we talked about these two guys at the top of the 19 and 20 class, Herbert versus Murray. Uh, Herbert's right now his base prism is still hitting 150 uh, raw, and then Kyler's base prism is down to 82. Again, likelihood that Kyler's base prism right now are going to be a tougher grade by than raw, so I definitely get that idea of why it's lower. But I do think that. I think Herbert is probably to me just he just seems safer in terms of of a quarterback long term. Uh, Kyler's already, already nicked up a little bit. He's a little bit smaller. He does run a lot. Kyler does so. I just I worry about him keeping it together. But I do think Kyler is the better talent. Herbert might be the the, the better play um, in terms of long term. I think they're both in tough divisions. That it's going to be very difficult for either of them to have that type of Super Bowl run that's really important for the quarterback with Herbert being blocked by Mahomes and Kyler's in there with uh, Wilson and then the, you know, the, uh, excuse me, he, like I said, Wilson, the Rams are always tough and the Niners are always tough as well. So it just seems like it's going to be really hard for both those guys to have great opportunities to win rings, which is what really matters when it comes to the quarterback position. So like I said, it's pretty, pretty tough call there, but I think I'd go with Herbert for the long-term pay, but I wouldn't be buying Herbert until it comes down a little bit. Um, I still think it's a little bit high for a raw price at 150. It'd be interesting to see where those first uh, couple of graded uh, Herberts come out here in a couple months. Uh, so yeah, nice short show today. Just coming with you guys just uh, on my own today. Uh, but kind of top type, top five takeaways of the week. Steelers continue to slide with the loss of Buffalo. We kind of saw this come a little bit. Steelers definitely were a strong defense, but if that offense isn't going, they're very vulnerable. And we've seen that offense wasn't going against the Bills. Uh, the week before, you know, get, losing that game to the Red, uh, sorry, the Washington football team, offense wasn't getting going there either. So it just seems that giving uh, with with Steelers the way they're falling, giving KC the firm control of the AFC one seed, which is really big for KC to have that home field advantage and have that bye week. So unfortunately, the Steelers are now looking at a two seed. Uh, so it, it's going to be it's going to be tough for them to get. I think KC, yeah, KC. So that, that's a big flip of uh, fortunes when it comes to the AFC. Uh, Saints fall to Hurts and the Eagles. It gives Green Bay the firm patrol MC one seed. Uh, mine, like I said, Miles Sanders looks really good. I really like the surrounding cast in terms of skill players. I know the Eagles have a lot to do in terms of offensive line, but I like what the Rager's done. I like what Sanders is doing. I love their tight ends. They have Ertz and Goddard. So they do have a lot of things around to help Hurts succeed in terms of the offense if they can protect him, which no sacks last week. You know, we could see where that can go because Wentz definitely wasn't getting that kind of time. Patriots lose to the Rams and puts the Pats on the verge of missing the playoffs in the first time in 12 years. Uh, so definitely pay attention to that just because something new, something different to change of the guard, obviously the Brady leaving um, and just cam hasn't played well. They've just haven't had the offense to be productive and have any type of efficient efficiency when their defense either. So Patriots are definitely on the downturn. 
uh, is Washington a threat? I put, you know, the defense is for real with, with Chase Young and that defense, what they're doing with uh, Rivera, they're definitely they're getting noticed. They're definitely going to be a tough out if they end up do winning the NFC uh, East. Uh, and I just think that Washington, if they, if they don't have the quarterback play to make a deep run, uh, but if they get in there and they make some plays defensively, anything can happen in the playoffs. So definitely a team that I think we we'll have to watch out for. Just defensively, they are a scary team. And then tonight, the Browns and Ravens thriller. Um, Baker played great, and so did and Lamar played great as well. Lamar didn't throw super well, but he ran a ton. Really big throw at the end to give them um, to get them up. Lamar did, and then he also got him down the field right at the end there for Tucker to make a really long 55-yard field goal. But both quarterbacks played really well. Really good game all around for the Browns and Ravens, and the Ravens had to have it. The Ravens needed it to kind of get out of that 6-5 and five hole. So now 7-5, and or is it, yeah, seven and five. Um, getting them a little bit com- more comfortable in that playoff position because they were starting to slip out. Uh, so definitely it was a huge win for the Ravens, and the Browns slipped to 9-4. and four. So we got uh, next week a couple of things to look ahead to. We got Herbert on national TV in Las Vegas against the Raiders. So that'll be a big game. It's always nice to see some of the rookies on the big stage and see how they perform. So I'm excited to check out Herbert. We have Seattle at Washington. Uh, that'll be a big game. See if Washington get another big win against one of the top teams in the NFC West. Uh, Hertz versus Kyler as Eagles travel to Arizona. Uh, that'll be definitely another interesting one because I just want to see if Hertz can keep it going. I think Arizona's defense is a little bit underrated. They've kind of taken a step back lately, uh, but the the Arizona Cardinals need to win to keep their playoff hopes alive. So that's pretty big. And same with the Eagles, that kind of keep pace in the NFC East. Uh, game of the week though is going to be Chiefs at the Saints, especially if if Breeze plays. I I don't think he will. They keep saying questionable. But I just I just feel they're going to save him as long as they can. I just don't think that many fractures in his ribs is going to heal that quickly. So I am looking to see that I doubt that Breeze is playing, but it'll still be a big game regardless. And the Saints try to back up, bounce back from their loss last week. And lastly, I put the Browns at the Giants. It's just a really big playoff game and playoff implications game because if the Giants lose, I kind of think that pushes them pretty far out especially if washington football team wins uh and the browns will they be like kind of hung over from, from their tough loss against the ravens and see if they can kind of bounce back from that experience um but yeah anyways it's another big week nice short and sweet today i uh, hope you guys like looking at the the prism outlook um kind of wanted to just give you guys a little bit of perspective on how the things look and we'll have a little bit uh more depth for you guys next week in terms of keeping up with prison prices get a little more singles for you anything else you want to see just leave comments on the th- on the thread and happy to chat have a great week take care